Better late than never. The baseball season is finally upon us, so we're going to break down our preview show for you here tonight, but we also have the Final Four and some NBA news. And is anybody going to watch WrestleMania? This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with... Turbo Tommy and Mr. Brown and Canadian Boogie and we have no guests this week it's the first time in a while so it's just us boys we're gonna be talking a lot of baseball Mr. Brown you've been in and out of pocket whether you've been training or hiking in the wilderness or whatever the hell's been going on are you excited to talk a little baseball it feels good to be back I ain't gonna lie you asked me earlier if I was ready and I'm like that's the dumbest question you've ever asked I didn't mean to insult you I I apologize come on I apologize. How you long know, have we neglected baseball conversation? It's long been- enough. <laughs> yeah. Random thought of the day. You're left-handed. You're a little bit shorter. Nice, full, thick head of hair. You were rock climbing. You're Sylvester Stallone and Cliffhanger. Everybody yeah. Google Seneca Rocks. Yeah. People come from all over the world to climb Seneca Rocks. And sometimes they come right from West Virginia like you right. did, and uh, you survived. We're glad you made it. But how how the calves and the quads feel today? Uh, I'm sore. I'm not going to lie, but I have not taken any ibuprofen. Um, but uh, right when you climb up, it says 15 people have died since 1971. <laughs> That's encouraging. Don't add to the list. I can safely say now that me and my family of four, including two, ch- two teenagers, uh, made the climb to the summit. And we live to talk about it. What was the uh, line at the top of that picture you sent us as far as the safety requirements going up the hill? What'd that say? It just said you need, if you don't have the safety requirements or the equipment, uh, don't try it. Or the experience or the training or something like that. You're responsible for your own safety right, thing? Right, uh, right. That yeah. should be printed everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say at every workplace ever. But for anyone who's never done it, if you're experiencing any kind of uh, rock climbing or just like thrill seeking, um, there's nothing like it. You're in, you're on top of the world, uh, and I hate to use the word, but it is truly majestic because uh, it just it, it you can it's indescribable. I feel like you're just you feel like you're just one small part of what's going on here in the world because it's just it, it's very humbling. I guess is all I can say. Okay, I, I can get that. Well. I know we're excited to talk baseball. We're going to get to that. And as much as as we want to just learn about the glorious things of nature, hopefully you guys get off your ass and go see the world a little bit too. And you can listen to this podcast while you do it. We're going to take you through some baseball things here shortly. But let's start. We're on the eve of the Final Four. We obviously have Blue Bloods all over. We have Kansas and Villanova. Uh, But on the other side – we have UNC and Duke, and I want to kind of go there. So just to get you guys started, all time, you know, UNC leads the rivalry 142 to 115. But since Coach K has been there, Duke has an advantage of 50 to 49. And two of those losses were when he was out with back surgery back in the, was that late 90s? 95 season or yeah. something like that. So uh, all time, UNC is third in wins. Duke is fourth. So, again, we're talking about legendary programs. Kansas is first. (laughs) The current streak is one because they keep beating each other. They go back and forth. There's 11 national titles between them, six for North Carolina, five for Duke, 21 Final Fours for North Carolina, 17 Final Fours for Duke. This is Coach K's 42nd season. And all that being said, 
this is the first time in history that Duke and North Carolina square off in the tournament. And not only that, it's in the final four. You couldn't have picked a better way for this to end. If this were a movie that we were all going to watch, we'd, we'd puke. We'd leave the movie theater. There's no way it could be this corny, this predictable. Coach K and Duke was, went from the last game of the season at home where he invited all these former players. They played North Carolina, gave up damn near 100 points. His guys weren't ready for that big stage. Something changed. They couldn't finish. Jeremy Glauser, a good friend of mine, huge Duke fan, was big on Duke making it to the Sweet 16 and no further. They couldn't close. They get into the tournament all of a a sudden all these freshmen have grown up in the last five minutes of games like against Michigan State Texas Tech all of a sudden they are ballers they are the freshmen that are the best five ten players in the country it's been amazing to see how much different they are from where they were at the end of the season losing to North Carolina losing the ACC championship game is coach K going to go out with a whimper they're going to make it past the sweet 16 to the final four against USC UNC the first time ever first year head coach Hubert Davis I am stoked for this game. Take a breath. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I agree with everything, everything you just said. That Duke losing that game to North Carolina in the conference championship was the best thing that ever happened to that young Let team. Let a fire under their ass. Had they not lost that game, I feel like they would have not made it where they are today. So, to me, it's going to be a freaking awesome game, and it could go either way. Uh, I mean, just it's going to be awesome. Now, we have our fantasy baseball draft. Saturday, correct. And, and – that's going. The game's going to be on. Like, is it on Saturday? I think it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's so, the second game on Saturday. First game starts about 7. Second game is Duke-UNC. Half hour after the end of the first, we're looking 9-9-30. So if this draft moves They're a little – both on Saturday? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, cool. If the draft moves a little slow, you know, I'm going to be okay with that. We, we got to be able to enjoy this game because this could be Coach K's final game or it's fixed <laughs> and he's going to win the whole thing. But my question to you is, can North Carolina – Take that shovel and dig that grave one last time. They they started to think about it there at the end of the ACC tournament like we talked about, but now they, they got a chance. If you're North Carolina, two heated rivals, sure, they respect each other. But no, like, they don't. You want to no, know why? No. North Carolina is the only school that didn't give Coach know, K a parting gift. This is the perfect finish. Are, are they going to, though? Will it happen? Tommy, is North Carolina going to put the nail in the coffin and Coach Krasuski? Fuck no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so is Duke going to win it all? Duke all the way. I love it. All right, so, Biggie, your thoughts? <laughs> I agree with you completely, F-bomb turbo. F-bomb turbo. <laughs> How this is played out, Coach K became the first man to win 100 games in the NCAA tournament. 1,200 career victories also came against uh, Michigan State. Getting into the Final Four in his last year, he passed legendary John Wooden for the most Final Fours. 42 years at Duke, this is his 13th Final Four. It will be his sixth title. Look at the post game on the trip to the Final Four where Paulo Bonchero and a couple of those guys, Roach, who was a nice move into the starting lineup, Goat right here. This is oh, goat, and this he is walks goat. away. I do an interview, and he's like, ah, shut up. No, he, no, he runs work. away from the interview. He's like, no, talk to them. Yeah. Like, he has made it so much about the players. He's trying to avoid that media circus. He has done a great job with it. You know, the thing, too, is that you never see Kay as emotional on the sidelines as he has been during this Oh, run. it's been this a different year. up and down. It's never been, well, if we lose this year, I'm done. He knows every game he coaches is the last, and you can tell those players feel like we are not going to be remembered as the guys who let Kay down. So you, you talked about John Wooden. One of you two did. So 
What do you think about the difference between him passing John Wooden, and is it comparable, or do you feel like Coach K's accomplishment is more because of the times we play in? So I, I initially would always say Coach K is more impressive because of the times. But the one thing, I, and this is just me for being young and naive as okay. a 40-year-old who didn't witness John Wooden's greatness, back then you only made the tournament if you won your conference. That's the only way you got in. There was no at-large bids. And you could say what you want about UCLA, but you go back and look. USC, for a lot of those years, they were losing two games a year. They just happened to be losing to UCLA. So it's not like they didn't play anybody. They were just dominating in an era like we've never seen before. I think it's so hard to compare, and I'm not trying to take a cop out there, but I was always yes, like, you are. I was like always it's Coach K because he's done Get it off for the 42 fence. years and all that stuff. But now I go back and look, and I'm like, man, it was it really easier for Wooden? I, I don't think it was, uh, but I, I, I still probably lean toward Coach K. The Wizard of Westwood. The thing that I, I put this in the basketball group, and I thought Kay would run away with it, but there was a lot of people our age, younger, older, who liked Wooden for that exact reason. What? How many straight games did they win for Notre Dame beat them? Uh, it was 80-something? Yeah, it was almost 100. I mean, Bill Walton, one of the greatest college players of all time, what he lose two games his entire college career. So you can say he always got the best players, but he made the best players perfect. He was Gino Ariema of UConn and men's basketball 40 years ago. And maybe a little better than yeah. that. You know what I mean? Just now, that, That's probably the most apt comparison. To me, it's K because of what he did in the changing landscape. The, big, the biggest thing here, here's my whole big dig. K has one and done. Wouldn't they, he gets his guys in, they're there for four years. That's huge. That's huge. K's having to rebuild every, every year. year. Yeah, Which, that's that's what makes it harder, right? Yes, right. absolutely. K... So much better. So if you look at it, what you just said, Tommy, look at Calipari. How many guys has he sent to the NBA draft? How many titles has he won? How many Final Fours? Look at the last 20 years. Kay's done the same thing. He's a top five program every year. He doesn't miss a tournament. He doesn't lose in the first round. There's a huge difference in having the talent and knowing what to do with it. I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, that's that's uh, the, the landscape's so different. And we were talking about this before the show because – we see the the transfer portal and the NIL and all this stuff. It's it's cannibalizing you know college athletics right now, and is is that why it's Coach K's last year? Because he's clearly capable of still playing. And my God, he has no gray hair on his head. He doesn't die. I'm been sure. Been it for forty years. <laughs> the, but you know, it's it's him. It's it's. Uh, Bayham and, and, and Huggins, yep. like those are the only guys that are really left, man. It's the changing of the guard. Once these guys are gone, like it's a, it's a different landscape. I will say this real quick. When I was watching the uh, Miami game, me and Biggie were down here, Miami's coach is 72 years old, and he was the fourth oldest coach in that conference. Jim Laranaga. Yeah. You have Leonard Hamilton, who's 73 for what, Florida State? Yes. You have Bayheim at Syracuse, and you got Coach K. So this seventy-two-year-old at Miami is the fourth <laughs> oldest coach in his. He's own the conference. new kid on the block. Is that not insane? <laughs> it is. That's the ACC, though. I guess. I didn't realize that. That's an amazing stat. Yeah. That is. I did not realize it. That's why people tune into the show for bombshells like that. <laughs> Turnover when you look to the other side of the final four is that you got Bill Self, who's probably in his what mid 
late fifties, early sixties. Best winning percentage in all the land as a coach goes. Jay Wright's sitting right there. We're looking at all these. Um, Jay lines. Wright's probably underrated this, too. Yeah, this great rundown of all these He's teams. A stunt double for George Clooney. In the last five years, they've won more NCAA <laughs> so tournament games than anybody. Yeah, they've brooding. been yeah. to the Final Four and won two titles. I mean. He's right there, and we're not even talking about him. And my question is, does the the storyline in North Carolina and Duke do so much to overshadow that game? Is he might even paying attention There's to that? There's a reason North Carolina Duke's the second game on Saturday. It's got to be, right? It's the headliner. So who wins uh, both games, Biggie? Give us a prediction for the championship. Kansas takes game one. Villanova should have lost to, uh, oh, goodness gracious, Houston. Uh, Houston had a great defensive game plan, but they shot one for 19 from downtown. Houston should be here. Can't buy a bucket. If Houston would have made any shots at all, they win that game. (laughs) Even if Kames up in the stand, just shaking his head. Just make a shot. Yeah, please. I like Kansas in that game. The second half of that game with Kansas blew out uh, Miami 47-15. It's the best they've looked uh, all year. Yeah. I like them in game one and game two. It's a thing of destiny. Duke, it's going to be tight. It's going to be back and forth. Monday night will be Duke, Kansas for the national title. Okay, Mr. Brown? I got to say the same thing, man. I feel like Kansas is going to win pretty easily against Villanova. And I feel like, imagine Monday, Bill Self versus Coach K. And if Coach K would happen to beat Bill Self and then on his way out, it's that's like you said, that's what you make movies about. Yes. I, I can't disagree at all. I, I'm in the same camp. Turbo? Same camp. I'm with all three of you. The only thing is, I don't think Kansas will beat Villanova going away. I think it'll be a tight game all the way through. Okay. So, real quick, go ahead. You got anything else? So, like, we were watching the St. Peter's run, and they they beat some really good teams, and then on paper, the North Carolina matchup wasn't as imposing as, you know, Purdue or – who was the other one? Kentucky. Kentucky. So, they're like – they're going to – people think they're going to beat North Carolina. Well, the fact is – I was wanting St. Peter's to win, but then they didn't. But then we have these four glorious teams and the final four of all this tradition. You couldn't have wrote it any better. Right. And to me, like, that is must-see TV all evening long on Saturday. And, like, it's going to be awesome. Like, we we love Cinderella, right, until it gets to the final four. It's like, okay, you've had your fun now, so go ahead and move to the side. He done moved to the side. He's a Seton Hall Right, he's back to his alma mater. Great move. St. Peter's, they're a fun story until you get into the Sweet 16. Then we're looking for the Blue Bloods because we want a competitive game in the final four. Jim Laranaga at Miami was a George Mason. They made that run to the final four, and they got obliterated in their game on Saturday. So, I know Dickie V's been battling cancer, doing the chemo treatment. Right. this final four, I'm going to do my best here. It's awesome, baby, with a capital A. It's serendipitous, baby. Diaper dandies, throw it down. I don't know. Give me something, Tommy. Let me hear your Dickie V. Nah, ain't happening. Nope. Ah, you're killing us. How about you, Big? You can send us home. Coach K, he's the BMOC. You know what that is? The big man on campus. <laughs> I like the Way big man. Way too deep. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of diaper dandies in the Final Four, baby. Four programs that are best in college basketball. So we awesome, baby, with a capital A. All right, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least shine a little bit of light on the NBA since we're down to the final. Oh, my you God, know, are we week really going here? Hey, you know, I got two questions for you. Number one, Hated I, it. I just have to remind everybody that I said the Lakers are not going to make the play-in game. They're not making the playoffs. And as of right now, 
They're a half game up on the Spurs, but they've fallen down to 11th at least once this week. So with like roughly five games left, are the Lakers in or out? Hey, I told you, my boy LeBron's carrying them Lakers to a play-in game. <laughs> they have zero spacing. They've already get, uh, he's given act, up. He's activated uh, play-in mode. All LeBron's thinking about is, <laughs> is who are they trading me for to go back to Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland don't want him. Tommy, are, are you uh, paying attention to this at all? I don't care. <laughs> so We Le- saw that from fantasy basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, LeBron Worst has record in the history of fantasy basketball. Ever. <laughs> Because LeBron's about LeBron, and he's about stats. He has one goal. He wants to get in. He wants a scoring title. He wants 78% of his team's games this year. If he gets that, he's going to finish like a point one in the scoring title. They'll be a dog shit team, but LeBron, scoring title, age 37, never yep. done this. Just a kid from Akron, hashtag dish. I agree with everything you just said, but let's go back to Tommy's basketball team because his team was worse than the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> ooh, ooh, the Adam Morrison Charlotte exactly. Bobcats. Wow. number three overall. They're like the right. uh, worse nine, than the big and seventy three six. Well, I think back you have like a twenty seven percent winning percentage. Worse than the big country Bryant Reeves Vancouver oh, absolutely. Grizzlies. Absolutely. So now, if you played Tommy in fantasy basketball, we're in a nine cat league. You knew where you were winning eighth. The only one that you weren't going to win was turnovers because he never played anybody. But wait, yeah. wait, wait. Yeah. He, he, it wait. was like a bye week. <laughs> I will say though, in the in the in the loser bracket tournament though, Tommy did. Tommy, did you win your your playoff game though? No. No, I did. Did I? <laughs> I gave up. Obviously, no, I, Chad. I'm, he was sixty games out of first place. I know, but I, I found it odd because I was equally terrible. But I'm playing him for seventh place this week. Oh, so nice. no, I'm going to beat him. But I guess. Oh, so he must. He must have won. He didn't even know. Good job, good job, Tommy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're so bad. They gave you a buy. You've been on buy since October. <laughs> I'll give a shout out. I'll give a shout out to Drew, who's going to get football and bat, or who's going to get baseball and football. Hey, I gotta say, I have led that league wire to wire, and to have Drew Shrews come up here and take what's rightfully mine. He's yeah. he lying in wait. When he comes waddling in here Saturday, he's getting a stunner, stone cold stunner. He needs one. So player job. The the, uh, the the back to the NBA. The other question I had for you: Who's the MVP? To me, I think that it's. Uh, I, I want to say it's a joker. I think ah, it can't be. It's not, I do, it's not. That's not who I'm going to give it to. To me, that's who it is. Um, I would give it to Embiid. It's Embiid's to lose. I agree. But there's somebody that's gunning for him and might take it. Who's that? It's a Greek freak, baby. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that's who I was going to say. I mean, have you not seen what he's been doing down the stretch? Oh, yeah, he's killing it. I, I, I haven't paid attention because his name hasn't been mentioned as much, and it seems like if your name's not in it, you're not there. T- to me, I love the Joker, but if I had a, a vote, it would go to Embiid. To be, fair, to if be Ky- fair, if Kyrie played home games all year, he's actually the number one rated player in fantasy basketball. He just only plays wait, 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 wait. Did, 30 games. Did you hear he needed he needed some load management? Does he? He said he needs some rest. No, he didn't. I swear to God. All right, then I'll take it back. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, yeah. it's it's like when you like you 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 can't go back to work after vacation right away. You need a couple of days to relax. That I do. So I mean, that's what Kyrie's going through. He's just not used to this I'm workload. Like that fan you never dust off in your bedroom. I'm just tired, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, you can probably smell the grass getting cut, the the sand, the dirt getting sprayed down a little bit, the paint on the lines, like all that stuff is coming to fruition. Baseball season is finally upon us. We already talked about how we have our beautiful hardcore baseball draft coming up. And without further ado, the regular season is just a heartbeat away and we're going to go through and give you what our predictions are on each division, kind of give you a breakdown here a little bit. And for those that aren't regularly listening to the show, Mr. Brown is our baseball guy. He is the the guy you're probably going to want to pay attention to more than anything, but maybe we can argue with him a little bit and see if we can try to piss him off as we go through this. But do you guys want to start with the AL or the NL? What are you feeling? Let's do AL. We'll go AL. So we'll just go geographically speaking. We'll go AL East. Biggie, you're on my left, so we'll start with you. Who is winning the AL East? Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays. Mr. Brown, do you agree or disagree? I agree. I, 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 I can tell you the top five. But I also agree with the I, Blue Jays. Okay, Wait, Tommy, do you? The Blue Jays, Yankees right there. I just want to get the Blue Jays out of the way because I feel like we all probably had them there. But how does the rest of the division shake out? Why, why so as much As soon as about you're different, you tell me. I'm starting with the Blue Jays. Then I'm going to the Red Sox. I like it so far. Then I'm going to the Rays. Yeah. No, I'll take that back. I'm going Yankees, yes. Rays, Orioles. I agree with that. Okay. I, I'm I'm the same there. 100%. You flip the Yankees and the Red Sox, and I'm with you. And I was getting ready to say, if the Yankees finish ahead of the Red Sox, it wouldn't surprise Not me. Not surprised. But I am picking the Sox to finish ahead of the Yanks because I like the Sox pitching better. <laughs> And yep. I love the fact that they just added Trevor's story and they already had Bogarts. Yep. So who plays short, who plays third? That's a good problem to have. It's like the Dodgers with Trey Turner and uh, Cal- or, uh, Corey Seager yep. last year. So I love the Sox lineup. It's going to be pretty nasty. Yeah, and you're right about the pitching. The Yankees, which that has been like, what the hell's happening in the Bronx like the past two years? They have done nothing. Two years? Shit. My son's turning 13 <laughs> in April, and he don't even know what the Yankees World Series is. It's like the kids don't even want to be the Yankees in like, T-ball now because they're like, yeah. that team sucks. So you got, yeah. Garrett, you got yeah. Garrett Cole, but then no one behind him. They should know more than anyone else that pitching wins championships. You know, let's just keep going out and getting – Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo, <laughs> some pull happy left-handed hitters, and not, let's not Josh address Donaldson. pitching at all. Like, what the hell are they doing? If freaking George Steinbrenner is still alive, he would freaking have already murdered Brian Cashman. Yes. All right, let's uh, jump over to the AL Central, and we're in the dark as the power has gone out. But damn it, we're going to persevere through. So, Biggie, AL Central, who's your top dog? White Sox, Mr. Brown. I agree. White Sox. I'm also with the White Sox. So we're across the board, Biggie. Break it down top to bottom. Stop me when you hear something you don't like. I like White Sox, Twins. I'm with you. Indians. They're not the Indians anymore. Nah, Indians are at the bottom. Eh, I don't think so. They're probably the worst team in baseball this year. (laughs) But... Maybe I just like the. Oh, I'm sorry. The Indians don't exist anymore. Exactly. Ah, the Guardians. Ah, Royals and Tigers. I think that the Royals have a chance to actually be the third best team in the division. I think the Tigers and Indian uh, Tigers and Guardians will battle for last. So I disagree. The Tigers will be the third place team in the division. Tigers got better, right? Ah, they absolutely got better. That's what I was going to say. I feel like the Tigers will be third. Uh, maybe even second. I was Whoa, thinking, yeah, I, I was going to put Tigers at second. No, I'm just saying. Uh, I feel like they could. 
Uh, so, like, to me, I feel like the Tigers and the Twins will be right there together. So it's the White Sox, Tigers and Twins, interchangeable, Royals, and then the Guardians will be last. Guardians, are they going to win more than 70 games? Uh, it's toss up between them and your Reds, man. So it's just <laughs> a different all- division. Just, hey, hey, all right, Tommy, what, do you agree with the uh, – the yes, order. I, I do agree. I'm I'm right there with Greg. The the Twins could be second, and the Tigers be fighting it out there. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Okay. And the Guardians, Guardians dead last. <laughs> Thanks for saying Guardians. We appreciate uh, that. Ohio sucks. <laughs> yes. All right, moving out to the AL West. Biggie, who's your favorite team? My favorite team is the Mariners. All right, and where where are they going to finish at? Second. Ooh, okay. All right. Who's first? I got to go with the Astros until someone knocks them off. The Astros mm-hmm. are first. All right. Mr. Brown, you agree or disagree? I'm actually taking his Mariners. I got the division. Mariners too. What do you got, Tommy? He's doing, I'm a Mariners guy. He's doing uh, what you're doing, Chad. Hey, I understand. You're I doing the Bengals, them. Costanza Method. So here's the do thing. It. Verlander's he, – he's not getting any younger. No. Grinky's gone. And Correa's gone. So the fact is, they've done nothing to add to their team, but the Mariners have got substantially better. Tell us how they've gotten better, Biggie. Well, they added uh, Robbie Ray for one. They made a trade for all the good Reds players. The reigning AL Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray. Yeah. Uh, We got the number three prospect in baseball, Julio Rodriguez, who's going to come out and show up like Kalina Kutton last year. We got... uh, Couple other guys coming back healthy. Did you mention Adam Fraser? Fraser? Adam Fraser, former All Star, led the National League in hits. Here's the thing. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I want to pick the Mariners first. I think anything less than 95 wins this year is a giant letdown. I can't do it. I have to pick the Astros. So how many games are the Astros going to win? Well, they're going to have to win more than 95. That's what the Mariners are. There ain't no way that happens. All right, Mr. Brown, Mariners, Astros, and then who do you got after that? I like uh, Angels, A's, Rangers. All right, so I like the Angels, correct? Um, Rain- I know the Rangers, I, and then the A's. I have the A's. I'm, I'm with you on that. 100%. I, for some reason, I I completely agree. The A's gutted their franchise, but more than normal, they always bring somebody up. They're and the they only win. team that I can remember that spent zero dollars in free agency this year. So <laughs> screw the A's, screw Billy Bean, screw Moneyball. The Rangers actually added uh, Corey Seager, among other people. So It's lack of money ball in Oakland. There is no way that they don't finish last place. No. Okay. I- I'm with you. Tommy, your thoughts? I totally agree with uh, Mr. Brown there. I do. All right. So we're, we're kind of aligned on these so far. So uh, what are we, we're, we're pretty much across the board when it comes to the uh, division winners, except for Biggie just being the anti-homer. I so, mean, and that's I, fair. It that's works fair. for you. If the Mariners right. make it to the World Series and lose, yeah. I'll take it. All right. Uh, <laughs> where are we going? All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a long trip. Uh, so let's uh, remind everybody one good kid, how many wildcard teams we get this year. 17. Seven, exactly. More than half the league gets in. So so you're telling me the A's still got a chance with a wild card. So we have um it's it's uh three wild cards, right? Yep, that's right. All right, so Biggie, since we've been leaning on you first, who's your three wild cards? All right, since I picked the Astros to win the division yeah, because the Mariners I have are to, I have to take the Mariners as a wild card. And then my other two wild cards come from the AL East. I like both the Yankees and the Red Sox to make the playoffs. Okay, I'm going. Go ahead. What you got? Something else? No, just 
uh, six playoff teams then would be three from the AL East, one and two. Yep. Sorry, yep, I had to talk right. to myself once. All right, so I'm obviously I'm gonna take the Astros. Uh, that's it'll, who I have to. It'll be a wild card. Um, the Red Sox, and oh, I'm torn between the Tigers and the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> not not the uh, the Twins. No, no. Uh, I like the Twins. I like what they did. I I do too. But also- here's the thing. So I'm gonna pick the Yankees by default because I know if they're struggling, they have the capital to go out and add. So I'm gonna go Yankees for the other wild card. I was I'm gonna take the AL East on that, but I want to take Detroit too, just because we're going to a Tigers game. So I feel like they'll get some we don't know sports karma, but uh, I we can change our mind. Tommy, your wild cards. We're going with the Astros, my Yankees, and the Red Sox. Hate the Red Sox, but well, they are there. So who was your three, Chad? I, I also had the uh, at, same Astros and then the AL East squad. Okay, so, so you so wanted to Detroit. I wanted Detroit, Detroit but can't. I can't convince myself to do it. That's fair. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, out of all those, the Astros is the one I'm probably least confident in. Uh, I, I think because of the division's week, they'll get their share with. I don't know, man. I feel That's like, what I think, too. I feel like them losing some of those core players, it might impact them more than we think, but we'll see what happens. All so right. the only team that we really differed on were out there is uh, Tigers, correct? Other than that, we're kind of – Well, yeah, you think five. the Tigers are going to be dog poop. He said well, Tigers would be last place. He did. I like the And twins. he also thinks the Guardians are going to be contenders. No. No. The <laughs> Twins. The Twinkies. He said the Guardians will be like contenders, and they're like, well, this guy's dead. We'll mark him off then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was referring to the Indians. Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> Oh, they're still shitty. That's right. <laughs> Girl off. All right, let's uh let's move over to the National League. Let's go. Let's let's flip it because I, I want to start on the West this time just because that seems to be the easiest one. Oh yeah, absolutely. The NL NL West, it's the Dodgers all day, every day, right? Yes, sir. Everybody agree? Yeah. This one's the easiest Dodgers. one to pick in, the, in yeah. all of baseball. It is. And they're probably gonna win 110 games. So right. all right. Biggie, rank the NLS for us. All right, here's probably where we're going to differ. Since, for whatever reason, I like the team, and it's going to happen this year, the Padres are going to finish second, the Giants are going to finish third, the Rockies will finish fourth, and the Diamondbacks will be last. I'm 100% locked in on that. See, the Giants – You like the Giants, don't you? A little more than – The Giants overachieved last year, but you have Tatis out for, what, six months? Uh, three months. I, I three mean, he months? could be, He'll back, be back in, in July or June, late yeah. June, early July. I think. They have December. a way better supporting cast. I got it. Their pitching's better, but the Giants seem to overperform. Can they do it again? I, I don't know. I, I probably, I have to go Padres as well. Second, not real confident though. No, I feel like if the Giants were there, it wouldn't surprise me. So I'll, I'll go Padres, Giants. I actually like the uh, Diamondbacks oh. over the Rockies. Uh, yeah, if you do, I want to know why. Yes. Because Mark Melanson, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd love to pick him up as a closer uh, in fantasy, but I don't know if he's going to get more like than Biggie 12. Like Biggie said the other day, they're probably going to win 60 games and he'll save 35 of them. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I mean, with that shiny Chris Bryant deal, uh, we got to go Rockies four and D-backs fifth. All right, so, Tommy, do you disagree with us? No, it's Dodgers and everybody else. All right, so you don't even care about the rest yeah. of them. All right, so let's go to the Central. Probably that the both Centrals, probably the worst divisions, right? Like, they're not terrible, but there's no super strong team there. It's they're more like wide the division open, right. where you – the 
division winner is the only team that makes the playoffs. To me, this division's very clear. All right, so who's winning, Biggie? Brewers. It's the Brewers. I agree. All right, Tommy, you with us? Brewers, yes. Pitching, I'm, man. Something right. Yankees don't have. Yeah, imagine if they had the Brewers yeah. pitching. My God. Yeah. All right, so rank them. All right, Biggie, top to bottom. Let's hear it. Who you got? Well, Brewers are winning the division. We got that already, so give us the rest. All right, I go Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Pirates, Reds. I agree 100%. Screw you guys. <laughs> I'm with you 100%, but the Reds are not going to be last, damn it. Are they, Tommy? God, I hope not, but I'm afraid they will be, and I agree with them. You rat bastards. <laughs> There's no way the Pirates oh. are not the last place team. Mitch Keller, baby. How how are the Pirates better than the Reds? Mitch Keller. Because the Reds are that bad. No, they're not. Yes. They're, they're not worse than the Pirates. Watch I, and see. I'm going to die on that hill. That means nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Hate you guys. <sighs> I'm shocked Biggie said that. He kind of stole my thunder. Uh, no, I know. That's the only reason why we're even doing the segment where we can rank him is just so you can shit all over the Reds. That's the only reason why we're doing <laughs> and now this. Now I can't say much. Uh, my my question is, Biggie, can you name three pirate players? Uh, Josh Bell. <laughs> He's on the Nats. Uh, J.R. House. He's the third base coach for the Reds. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, moving on. You rat bastards. <laughs> All right. The NL East. We know the Braves are going to be last. Yep. So, Braves are going to win the division. Braves are winning. I got the Braves winning, too. Like, we're all right there with the Braves. Tommy, uh, Tommy, uh, hold on. Tommy, who's winning? Uh, I'm pissed Brown off there. It's the Mets. The Mets have made so much many moves. I'm telling you, the Mets are going to finish with the Braves. Over I, the Braves. I, are you doing the Chad Bengals Costanza method, Mr. Brown? Who's winning? The, uh, I'm, you know, I'm taking the Braves. Okay. That's uh, uncommon for you. The past couple of years, you've gone with a conservative approach, having them second. So, Yeah, yeah he's taken them as a wild card the last couple of years. But coming off as a World Series champ, he feels pretty confident in the team probably got better that's not a, yeah i mean it's not this they won the world series uh we did get better and like you got to get over the depression that freddie freeman's no longer walking through that tunnel it's a lot easier However, to do he didn't want to be here uh, aa did his job and got the best possible scenario with freddie leaving and our bullpen is the best bullpen in baseball it got a hell of a lot better uh so i can't disagree with any of that so we got to fill here's out the thing though about the mets we historically hit Max Scherzer very well. And on top of that, he's got a dead arm he's got to prove he doesn't have. So, will DeGrom stay healthy? I don't know. Uh, we hit Scherzer already. Chris Bassett? Oh, he's a number three. Who cares? All right, Guess so what? We're still going to stomp the Mets' ass, and that's what we do. How about you go ahead and rank the rest of the division top to bottom for us? It's going to be the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Nats, Marlins. See, I disagree with you on two and three for what you just said. Scherzer's dead arm. DeGrom can't stay See, I got the Phillies at two. Bassett? I like the Phillies at two. I'm with you. I like the rest. I agree with the rest. I'm with you, Chad. Phillies at two. Scherzer, man, I don't I, – I love Scherzer. Like, he's one of my favorite players, man. He really is. I just, I just don't think he's going to bring that much. All right, so – Good, sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I he don't make me real excited. But I do want to get Tommy just for him to, to do his side of the rankings here. We are called We Don't Know Sports. Apparently, Tommy don't know baseball because y'all are shitting all over the Mets. Oh, they're just third Shit. place to your division. I, mean, I think okay. they're division winners. All right. just shitting on my Where's Mets. it going to be? Who's the rest? It's going to be the Mets, the Braves, Phillies. Wait a minute here. Hold on. Let me look here. Yeah, Nats, then Marlins. Yeah. 
All right. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's fine. You can have an opinion and it can be wrong, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, so let me talk to the uh, Phillies for a second. So the fact is they made a, a very nice offer to Chris Bryant. They wouldn't go six years. The Rockies did. So he went to the Colorado, pad the stats, possibly Hall of Famer to end his career, which is fine. Right. Here's the deal. They got Kyle Schwarber and they got Nick Castellanos yep. in place of Chris Bryant. So the Phillies did okay. They, they improved that offer by getting so those like guys. The fact is, that's what they fell back with, and they're just fine. So the thing about the Phillies, their lineup's pretty good. It's really good, actually. And then you have Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola. Oh, uh, uh, so those guys, they're 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 one and one a. Um, so I, the Phillies do bother me. I'm going to say with the Mets, kind of like I said with the Yankees, is that their owner does not care to open up the pocketbook. So and if they're struggling, he will go out and get more. They people. could be a big time trade deadline. So before the uh, the Dodgers got Freddie Freeman, the Mets had the highest payroll in baseball <laughs> over the Dodgers. Yep. I want people to know that. No, the None Mets. of the Mets. Oh, yeah, Cohen's spending money like a madman. So the Mets had the highest payroll in baseball before Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers. You don't think he's going to be like, oh, well, I don't care about the Dodgers. Of course he will. No, if he if they got a chance to compete for a, a title there, then they're going to spend the money. That's, that's right. Not, Here's the other thing. Down. You hit this on the net earlier when you're talking about how old your son is and he's never seen the Yankees championship. Yep. You got a Mets owner with a deep pockets. You take a World Series, you can take over the city. Yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, I don't know about that. Well, you're at least in the pecking order. <laughs> you're at least getting recognized. All right. Yeah. All right, so let's swing over to the wild cards. Biggie, who's your wild cards in the NL? Uh, National League. So I like the Padres as a wild card. I like the Phillies. Yep. And <sighs> this one, I'm probably wrong. I like the Cardinals. Ooh. All right, Mr. Brown. I love the fact they brought Pujols back. You got Yachty, Wainwright, Pujols. It's it's a feel good story. Um, They're but, old, and I why'd they fire their manager? I just I like him, but I don't like him because he doesn't want to fall in line with the analytics, man. No, yeah. It's it's terrible, <laughs> it, and he's butt hurt, and he should be. Um, I'm gonna go. The Phillies are the easiest answer here. For, and actually, I said the Mets were winning the division, so I'm actually gonna go Phillies and the Mets make make a wild card. All right, so I also was going to have the Phillies, Mets, and then the Padres. Okay. That was mine. Did you have the Padres too, Mr. Brown? You, I only got the two. I didn't. I'm between the Pods and the Cardinals, man. I just don't think the Cardinals I, are going to have that. A, they don't have the pitching. They're not going to do what they did last they year. They don't have the pitching. So not, I, I'm going to go Padres by default. I just don't see the Cardinals doing that stretch. So we're like going to have did. three teams out of the NL East. And the, and AL, the West. AL East. East Coast bias. Tommy, who's your wild cards? I got the Braves. Okay. Padres, Giants. Okay. Ooh, the Giants. See, like we, we kind of crapped on the Giants, and there's Tommy bringing So, you know what? I, I, like I, that I appreciate that. that. I like that pick. That differentiation's not bad. It makes me question mine a little bit. Well, you know so. why I like that pick, Tommy? If they win 15 less games than last year, they still win, what, 92 games? <sighs> they can take a big step back and still be a wild card. Dude. Like, yep. man, I, are the Giants that good? I think they way overplayed their hand. I think last the Giants year. and the Cardinals will be two teams that take significant steps back this year. They'll okay. battle for the last wild card spot. We'll yeah, that's true. I agree is, with that. Is there any one team, Mr. Brown, National League, that you could see being a complete shock? We're we're, we're projecting them fourth in their 
division or whatever right hey, now. But the power is you back. Be on. surprised if they won ninety games. Mm. Young talent coming up. See how it comes together in either league. Either league. Is there just one team who we've all said uh, they're third at best in their division or fourth that just shocks us? So and who's they're, they're this last year, year's? Who's Giants. this year's Giants? The Detroit Tigers. Yeah, well, okay. I, I mean, we're kind of already leaning on that a little bit. I think it's but just because you go and watch them play. Hell yeah! No, yeah, I, I think like, they, I like the Tigers, and I uh, think the division's not good. Yeah. You know, so I True. mean, the White Sox are a good True. team, but I, I think the rest of it, the Twins, they're going to show me because the Twins were bad last year. They were, and they I get were. they made some adjustments, but so did the Tigers. And the Tigers have some youth that they've kept, and they've slowly been getting better at some certain spots. So I, I'm just so who's the Tigers manager? Um, AJ a, yeah, it's AJ Hinch. Okay, so right. proven guy. Hell, they're gonna be banging on trash cans in yeah. no time. So, yeah, they will be. <laughs> the National League, there's not a team that's gonna like jump off the paper, but potential wise, like you all said, if the Phillies won 90 plus games, it wouldn't surprise me. So they're kind of my team that could be the team that could really, on paper. Uh, challenge the Braves if everything falls into place. Right, like they stay healthy and they, they emerge the third or fourth I, pitching I just, option. I just feel like there's too many variables with the Phillies, but they could absolutely be in the 90-92 win range. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think it's pretty clear the three top teams in the, in the NL East all have a chance of being right. good. It's just that they're going to beat each other up, and I think the Braves have more, you know, water to hold than they do, so they're going to be okay. Uh, I, I think the Dodgers are going to demoralize the NL West. Uh, oh, it's going to be bad. I, I think it's, it's just going to be, going to be a wrecking ball. So I think in the in the NL, it'd be a team out of the Central if if a team like the Cardinals could get hot again. Right. But I, as much as I'm shitting on the Cardinals, it might be them again because I don't think the Cubs, the the Reds, and the Pirates are going to be that. And I, I I just don't think anybody in the West or the East is going to be able to rise up. Are the Cubs back to being where it was lame to be a Cubs fan? that are lovable losers. They win the World Series. Have they already, in what, five years, returned to the lovable losers? Yes. I don't know about lovable, but they're yes. losers. Okay. Yes. Yes. I hate the Cubs. Just I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna go, I'm going to Wrigley for the uh, field tour this year, so with or without y'all. Y'all call them losers, but I'm going to Harry Carey's restaurant. <laughs> Me and Drew's already working it out. We're just trying to figure out who's coming with, man. All right. Well, we got uh, our predictions done for the AL, the NL, and we got the regular season. When, when's opening day? What is it? Uh, April 7th? Yes. So it's uh, by the time uh, – is that what, – what day of the week is that? April 7th would be Wednesday. It's Wednesday. So when we come back to the show next week, the season will have started. Correct. I want to say one more thing. So I posted in the baseball group, America's Pastime Love for Baseball, that the Dodgers lineup has the potential to be historic. Okay? I didn't say the best lineup ever, but it's gonna. it could potentially be if everyone stays healthy. Correct. One of the lineups you talk about for years to come. So I'm saying that as a Braves fan who lost to the Dodgers and somehow found a way to beat the Dodgers. Do you think I want to say that? I don't. No, but you're just looking at it through the lens of a fan. You so, see what it is. It looks very imposing on paper. I mean, my It's an God. all-star team. I mean, think about it. Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman. Bellinger's batting like seventh or eighth. Which he should be. Right. But, but, but just like you just said, imagine he returns to MVP form batting. He's seven. not going to. But it, just, but imagine if he was on any other team, he's yeah. batting fifth probably. Right. You know what I mean? So but you can, uh, it's going to be like 
It's going to be Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, probably batting fourth. So literally like two or three years ago, this would have been the all-star lineup. It's just exactly. all on the Dodgers now. Right. There's a reason Trey Turner is the number one overall pick in almost every fantasy-rated draft, and it's not because he's going to hit you 48 home runs. It's because of what he does overall within that lineup. Here's the funny thing, though. All three of those dudes, they're all first round picks in yeah, fantasy. Yes. Yeah. So even Freddie at the end. Hey, let's all first round picks. Let's wrap up with that because you and me were talking about this before the show, Mr. Brown. Uh top three fantasy baseball picks. So your your three guys involved almost unilaterally in any league is going to be Trey Turner, it's going to be Vlad Guerrero, and it's going to be Juan Soto. So, Biggie, who would you take one, two, three? Well, I'd throw Jose Ramirez in there. Uh, he was he's like an average on fourth for the most part. Yeah, he, I think he's second. Is he? Yeah. Is he that high? Yeah. I, uh, I like Turner, Ramirez, and Soto as my top three players. Okay. So you, you're not putting Vlad up that high. I like I think that in that lineup, he's he'll hit three hundred, he'll hit thirty eight home runs, but there's so many damn good bats. The top end RBIs and total bases are not going to be there. Right, so everybody else is going to get the ribs. Yes. All right, gotcha. Mr. Brown, who's your top three? Uh, so for me it's uh 1A, B, and C. Doesn't matter. No, just you give me either Turner, Soto, or uh, Vlad, I'm good. Even if Ramirez falls in my lap, I'm fine. I'm just going to take whoever stays healthy. Yeah, I'm good. There you go. I like this ball. All right, so we're we're looking forward to the Hardcore Fantasy Draft coming up. Uh, Tommy, if you had to pick where you would draft at, 1 through 12, where would you like to be in the draft? Six. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. And I mean, I can't believe y'all guys giving up your first three picks or whatever. Suckers, you don't give that kind of info up. I just told you, I'll take any of the three, and I'll still beat your ass. What if you pick fourth? When you're in the league, we can get Tommy, who would you take if you had the first overall pick? I'm not a sucker. I'm not telling you. It don't matter. You're the first pick. Cody Bellinger. (laughs) We'll find out Saturday. (laughs) Chad's old man has the number one pick. Giancarlo (laughs) Stanley. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're back to spring and warm weather and baseball season and all the wonderful things that come with that. But, man, uh, we got we to gotta have a party on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it, fellas. Yeah, baby. Let's do this thing. Well, fellas, it's been fun like it always is, but we always like to wrap up with just some nonsense. You know, we started talking about mountain climbing and camping and all kinds of crazy stuff, but let's talk, let's keep it sports related for the most part. And, and Biggie, uh, I got to tell you, I, I, I try to go to bed at a decent time, but last night I caught the beginning of Winning Time, the Lakers documentary, and I was freaking enthralled with this thing. So, 10 part series. Uh, Magic didn't like how it was going to depict him because it made him out as being a womanizer. He was, he is. man. Um, mm. I, I will say this. Let's start this. We're all from West Virginia. He's the logo. Um, Jerry West. Jerry West is a total mischaracterization. They kind of paint him out to be an absolute jackass asshole fuck. A L- little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yep. At least what I've seen so far. Yeah. But I do uh, love John C. Riley as uh, Jerry Buss. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. He is playing that part to perfection it's really good uh i will say this gary Vitti, who i've talked to before eventually come on the show when he gets his schedule clear. we're not allowed to they talk to him, him because of this series yeah that's the problem he because and he was tied into this he's so. yes he had exclusivity over some of the stories he gave as an advisor on this he turned down they were paying him five thousand dollars a day to be an on-site 
factual like coordinator for, for all this stuff. So for people who don't know, Gary Vitti is the long time dream yeah. to Kobe. Yeah, he, he'd been there for from 1980 yeah. until like 2005. No, from the 70s. Was it that long? Kareem yeah. to Kobe. Um, after two days, which is his original contract, he decided not to come back. They were going to pay him for three more days, would have been $15,000. He turned it down because what they were doing was such a dramatization of events and facts. He didn't want to be a part of it. Wow. And that's where so the story in the said, athletic of the mischaracterization right, of the okay. logo comes from. So it was that far off and it's complete bullshit. Not complete no. bullshit. It's loosely based on facts, okay. but how you. they are making the people out to be Kareem no, magic. I got that I got that is a complete uh, right. but man, exaggeration that, to sell. But when you're watching that, does it not make you feel like you're watching Magic and Kareem? Yes. Like they, they cast those roles so well. And like I was telling Mr. Brown earlier about uh, him and Michael or Magic and Michael Cooper talking about like, you know, he's not going to like the orange juice you bring you no matter what. Yep. You know, I, but like just the, the rookie hazing and all that stuff and them going into running that, that fast paced offense. And, and it's just, I don't know, man. It just, it made guy, me dive into it more than I ever have. What's the name of the head coach, the fast paced offense? Damn it. I see. I, it's, Last name starts with an M because they call it like the Milichick Mile or whatever. It's Jack Mick something. McMillan, maybe? No. McMilligan, McGilligan, McGlitchy, McGlitchy. It's something, but it's going to be Paul Westhead, and then it's Pat Riley. Yeah, but we can't remember the name of the first McLovin. It's McLovin. I love love it because they're talking about being out of shape, and here's your coach, and he's like, "All right, let's start running, boys." And it's like midnight, and they're out in L.A. in Palm Springs. They're in nowhere. So as soon as somebody can beat me in the mile, we can quit running, boys. McLovin <laughs> just run on the beaches of Hawaii. What he does, does he care? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just look at his ID. He's uh, I look man. forward to watching the rest of it. And I know that it's loosely based off the facts, but uh, Hell, it's entertaining. Jerry Buss is amazing. I remember him from Step Brothers, many other. He's awesome. Yeah, he's got range. He was in Gangs of New York, too, yeah. man. I mean, uh, he's got some range. He, he, he is playing that role great. Like you said, the cream and magic, they couldn't have picked – I think that's Kareem and Magic when I watch. Right. Like, you know it's not. If you look at them side by side, it's clearly not those people. But you're watching them. You get sucked into it. Dewey you feel Cox. like it is. Yeah. What? Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. Walk hard. Yeah. Walk hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, interested to see how it plays out. I mean, so far, I can sit here and say it's a mischaracterization. And I've read that. I've seen two episodes. Uh, I think there's been three so far. I don't feel like it's that outlandish. Two. I don't yeah. feel like there's anything that's like... <sighs> It's drummed up a little bit. I think some of the, like the Jerry West or the Cream Magic, it's probably built up a little bit. It's just like anything else. It's probably no worse than the last dance. No. (laughs) Just saying. It's just any time that you have it where it's the last dance and it's actual footage of the players as opposed to guys playing the players, you're going to have something that's a little different. But Magic being that guy in practice throwing no-look passes and hitting guys in the head, I see that being real. The other thing I was going to ask you about is is this might just be a you and me conversation, Biggie, because I know we're the only one, especially me, wrestling dorks. WrestleMania. We we have WrestleMania this weekend. But, hey, we already said we're going to be watching the basketball game come fantasy draft because for some reason they're going to do two nights of WrestleMania. While they're doing two nights, it's I guess because they didn't want to do an eight-hour show. like you it is nerds dweebs and weirdos appreciate the business i do appreciate hey 
It clearly makes a lot of money, and I'll give him that. But is there anything at all about WrestleMania that has you even remotely excited? There's actually two things, and well, both of them, them go back to probably uh, the same two I have: my childhood, and then being from West Virginia. Pat McAfee, he will make whatever match he is in the pecking order. He's a, should have been the headliner. He, he's on the second night, and he's with Austin Theory, which he's a nobody to me. But yeah. anyway, that's that. And then the other one they've had. For a while, when I've tuned in over the last couple of years, it has really bothered me that Kevin Owens does a stunner. It should have been retired. It's like a number. It's like Jackie Robinson's uh, number. I agree you retire that. it. I agree with He's that. been hitting the stunner, and I'm just, man, F you, you fat short fuck. Well, anyway, finally, <laughs> finally. Tell me how you really It's not going to be a real match, but it's him and Stone Cold to wrestle. All we care about is if Austin comes out and delivers some stunners. Why won't it be a real match? I, Austin it's like an Im- It's like an invitation to his talk show he does but you know austin's coming out there to raise hell kick some ass and drink beer so like so. over the last 10 years or whatever when austin comes out he'll do some what? fucking he hit some stunners what and, yeah it'll be something like that what it'll How be like austin uh, now with uh 56 yeah mid 50s something like that to me it's gonna be what uh you remember when he came back from his neck surgery and he was all fat yeah like it can't be like that like no. he, he needs to no, dude have you seen him I he mean, is ripped. he always looks good on his arms, but I want to see what he's like with that. Like we've seen the six degrees of Chris Jericho so, here lately. Let Sometimes me ask it's you guys this because I don't know: is there going to be like a Goldberg match in like Syria, or is it going to be like an actual drawn out match, or is it going to be quick? It's going to be. I'd say to, Yeah, it's not going to be a marathon by yeah. any means. It'll be something quick, and it'll probably be what they close. I'm guessing they might close night one. I don't know when it's scheduled, but I imagine. Like, you want that to be at the end of night one because the pop would be so big. Like, you don't want to be a match that follows right. Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, if Stone yeah, Cold's yeah. night one, we need to figure that out, and we'll throw that at the end. Yeah, if know? we know it's at the end, you know, we'll get on the dirt sheets and see if we can figure it out. But, you know, we've had uh, our buddy Ashley Harper on the show before. He's a big-time Niners fan, but he's probably a bigger wrestling fan than any of us. Absolutely. So I'm sure he'll tell us. What we should do is uh... – we can ask Ashley this too, but WrestleMania on the brink. Do we ever again see Rock make an appearance at WrestleMania? Uh, there's money to be made there somewhere. I don't gotta know. It's got to be, right? It's, at some point, Vince throws him $5 million to show up for Yeah, come over here and do a rock bottom on Roman Reigns, and we'll call it a day. Yep. I mean, I'd get they'd probably pay $5 million for him for that, just for that one thing. Yep. I'd like to see him do it to Rikishi. <sighs> Uh, isn't he dead? I got the hernia. I did it for the rock. <laughs> Remember, he ran over Stone Cold, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, I but, think he's alive. He, okay. he is alive. Uh, it's uh, all his family's died, though, yes. which is kind of oh, sad. That's what it is. But, okay. You know, that's what happens in wrestling, and I'm still trying to recover from Scott Hall. Did you that guys? Tough. Did you guys watch the link I sent you about the E60 thing? I have not yet watched it. All right. So the the reason why I sent you this, and we'll close with this. Did you know that Scott Hall once shot a man in the head with a Colt 45? I did not know that. All right, then you need to go watch that clip I sent you. He shot and killed a man. Is that why they said he wasn't going to heaven when we posted that thing? Well, uh, that among other things. Oh, okay. Scott Hall had a very troubled life. Did that, he have two zigzags? Uh, <laughs> he might have. Uh, I'm not going to d- deny or confirm that, but – Either way, uh, poor poor Scott Hall, no longer with us. Now that was my favorite wrestler during the Attitude Era, so I'm I'm still heartbroken on that. But he's probably my top three of all time. Hey man, he just oozed charisma. Whether it was Razor Ramon, hey, Chico. 
Just you know, nobody can have a toothpick in their guy. mouth without wanting to third at somebody because of him. Uh, hey yo, I got a feeling that uh, old Nick Wilson in the fantasy draft coming up Saturday is going to show up here looking like Scott Hall. He might look like Scott Hall. Uh, is he going to be staggering? I've got a rumor like that. Ooh, I'm going to tell you this. Ooh. It's going to happen. I can't wait. Well, I'm looking forward to it. You know what they say: bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Once again this week, lend us invade your eardrums for the We Don't Know Sports podcast. We'll be back next week. Have a good weekend until next time. Enjoy it. And bye-bye.